Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Asian Unfiltered from a different lens. Hey guys, this is the first episode. It's going to be a really short episode. That's the prologue of Asian Unfiltered. It's, you know, popular commentary, pandemic adjustments in your diary, and, you know, trying to connect cultures because there's been a lot of misunderstanding that's been happening due to the previous president, Mr. Orange himself, right? But before we get the show started, I want to go ahead and thank uh, my sponsor, betonline.ag. Even though you can't see the actual game, you're not going to be at the game. And I'm a big boxing, MMA, and Laker fan. Or, or you can call me an NBA fan, but you can still be in the action because you can just go to bet online. Like the Super Bowl, you could actually bet... Make some good money. And the great thing about Bet Online is that everything from game spreads and totals, team to team, if you want to just bet on a player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options so you can wager and place any bet online. And you know what? There's always the online casino as well, and it never closes. So, what you need to do is to go to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses also. So that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline is your online sports book experts. Back to the show, I wanted to go ahead and talk about why I put together this show. There's a lot of misunderstanding between races and culture because of the pandemic and China, you know, being responsible for being the start point when it was still an endemic. If it's endemic, just in Glendale. Epidemic, From Glendale to L.A. County, spreading all across. If it's a pandemic, it's global. Okay, so it started there. And we still don't know if it was actually started in a lab or not. And even that theory is coming out. So there's been quite a bit of misunderstanding between cultures. It's all cross-cultural, which I will further discuss towards the later episodes. Nuance and context is gone. And for me, being an immigrant... You know, I lived all of my formative years in Manila, Philippines, but I've lived close to 30 plus years here in Los Angeles or in the U.S., I should say. I personally myself feel like lived here long enough to where I definitely feel American. I've been flying back and forth to the U.S. since the age of four. So it's not like your typical let me just move at the age of 13 or 14 when we officially got approved for a visa And to be naturalized. You know, for for me, my cultural makeup, I'm Filipino and Chinese. So for my point in era, you know, I'm brown Asian and I'm yellow Asian. You know, what does that mean? Brown Asian and yellow Asian. There's a strong tendency for brown Asians to be poorer. They come from more poverty stricken countries such as Vietnam, Laos, Philippines, where I'm from. And then you have... The oh-so-powerful, money-making yellow Asians, right? There's the Chinese, there's the Japanese, there's Koreans. So we're definitely going to get into that. And what's also interesting is coming from an immigrant mindset where you feel like you're American, then also because we have the internet and social media, there's been a clash, an expressive clash of ideologies between millennials, Gen Xers, And now you have boomers who are on 
Twitter and, and, and Facebook and, and Reddit. So all the more there's a bit of a hodgepodge of clusterfucking on the internet. The other thing is too, I feel like being a Gen Xer, because I'm age 45, you know, I feel like we're the generation that got into and, and still understand technology. We tweet. We're no longer on Facebook. We're on an Instagram. Maybe some younger siblings. And uh, depending on where you're at on the age scale, you do follow people on TikTok that are stand-up comedians. You listen to podcasts. So you do consume the internet and social media, which which is great because I don't feel like anyone should be left out with everything. But you also have to filter everything out. And I'm looking for my people, which is why nuance and context is going to be heavily spoken about on this show. I will bring a solo pod, once in a while an interview, and some group talk. And also, for a bonus episode, I'm going to go cover music and add contextual timeline to behind why the music possibly sounded like that during that era. And sometimes I'm just going to play good music. So that way, let's say if you're early 90s hip hop head, you're anywhere from 38 to 52 and you don't listen to anything newer. I'm going to play some wicked beats. I just I just made myself sound old. I'm going to play some ill beats that is contoured and and, and you like it. It's just new and very hard to dig. If you get lost in SoundCloud, you probably never heard or use Bandcamp. And let me assist you with that. So an example of the mess. For this video, the way it's reported is it's a Biden supporter, which is supposed to be in the spirit of like, hey, let's not vote for Trump because he's racist. I belong to that. I, I, I didn't want to vote for Biden. I didn't want to vote for Trump. But I voted for Biden because Trump is just way too racist. And he's making everything worse. I'll discuss that in another episode. Don't worry. But I'm, I'm going to give you an example where nuance and context is lost. Whether, whether this guy's screaming at an Asian lady who's pro-Trump, and that's its own layer of context, purely defeats the agenda of liberating us from Mr. Orange, right? So here's this racist Biden supporter, which is, of course... The Trump side's going to label it that way. But there's this guy who looks either Latino, mixed Asian. I don't know what he is. He could be white. But definitely uh, with the black hair and black eyed look uh, is screaming at, at an Asian lady who's a Trump supporter. Film me. Film me. You fucking chicks. Fucking dumb ass chicks. Fuck you. Fuck you. You. So that 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 person's screaming, "You're a racist!" That's that's the Asian Trump supporter with a heavy accent, yelling back at the guy that called her a chink. That that layer alone is, if you're a Biden supporter, or or let's just say you don't like Trump, but you call a Trump supporter who happens to be Chinese a chink, that's way oxymoronic, way beyond the fold of logic. Okay, let me just finish up the sound the sound clip. Yo, all of you motherfuckers, shut up. Racist. Shut the fuck up, you dumb, shriveled, crazy piece of shit. You are racist. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Film me. Film me. That's clearly an example of 
why I'm looking for my people. So that way, people who get it and understand, you know, there's ways to disagree. Granted, that's at a public setting. But man, with this pandemic, people are bored. They're just overreact and then cause bodily harm and it, it's also emotional harm because you there's stressors happening on both sides of the parties and it's terrible you have to see the oxymoronic aspect to that you're racially calling out a trump supporter the reason why you don't like trump is because he's racist but you react with something racist calling a woman a jink who's asian you don't even know if she's japanese or chinese i don't even know why this woman is pro-trump because especially if you're Chinese, you know, uh, Trump is not a fan of you. Okay. And here's another example why everything is lost. The context and sensibility is gone. Common sense out the door. Psh, done. Done. Out of here. So here's a black, uh, I want to say youth. I don't know if she's really young. Definitely looks over 18. Is, is at a Black Lives Matter rally. And then saying, fuck the cops and fuck Asians. So here you go. Be a fucking cop. Right? No. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck all of fuck you. Fuck Asians. Fuck anybody. Because everything came from fucking Africa. Everybody just went a fucking different direction. Yeah. Right. Be a fucking cop. Right? No. Fuck you. Okay. So what's oxymoronic about that? What's wrong with that picture? According to the sound clip. And clearly, if you look at the video, she's black. It's out of Black Lives Matter. And then you're saying, fuck Asians. That's so fucking dumb. It's so stupid. And that's where we're at right now. You're trying to protect your own. Tell people, you know what? Our lives matter, meaning I'm black. But you're saying, fuck Asians. Common sense is gone, guys. Common sense is gone. There is no room for people... To be patient, to assess, and then move forward. That's done. That's part of the reason why I put this together is I'm looking for for my folks that I get along with. Sit here, listen to me. Hopefully I get to react with you via social media. And and that's one of the reasons why. So I'm going to be talking also from the line of context of being both Chinese and Filipino. And with Filipinos, we seem to embrace, air quotes, urban culture quite a bit. We are an oppressed bunch. I'll talk some more on that. Right now, I'm talking in major generalities with some audio specificities, okay? This is just a prologue. This is just episode one. We're going to get to that, right? But let me close out. You know, the youth, you guys are wasting your energy into anger. You know, understanding is needed and blacks and Asians of the young generation. My God, this is the time for you to collaborate and and connect. This is a time where everything is blending. And unfortunately, everyone bites from everyone. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Now, to uplift and make it feel a little bit better, I'm going to talk about a podcast that Dumbfounded hosts. And he had Bobby Hundreds from the hundred, the founder of the Hundreds, the clothing line company, Streetwear. And they start talking about Filipinos. This is really great to hear. Sometimes it sounds bad when P- Filipinos are giving each other props because, you know, being Asian, you don't 
you don't come off humble. But when other Asians are talking about and giving Filipinos props, I, I love it because one, it makes us feel good. Two, it's a recognition. So here's this is going to be a long bite, guys. It's this we're not doing this electronic news gathering fucking style. This is a freestyle of serious solo potting and conversation. So here's Dumbfounded and Bobby Hundreds talking about Filipinos and culture and streetwear. Filipinos, I got to say, the Filipinos were the first. They, they are. Yeah, before... They are the OG Asians the, of culture. Of just, culture, <laughs> yeah. of like hip-hop culture, yep. of sneaker culture. Filipino kid put me onto all my all the things I love today. Yes. Like, real talk. Yeah, they the had such... Like the Japanese, they had... Uh, the Filipino, like the Americans... Maybe, I don't know, even in the Philippines, but the Filipinos had such an appreciation for product and for culture and identifying with brand in a way where nobody else felt like that. So if you look at the early years and early 2000s and the hundreds, a large segment of our audience was Filipino. And let me back that up, right? You see the tidal wave of support that Filipinos give each other. You you get someone like a Manny Pacquiao in the early 2000s, and it is a tsunami, a sea of Filipinos in full support. It's one of the most amazing things to watch. Well, partially also because Manny Pacquiao is, you know, if anything, a pugilistic master in boxing. The motherfucker punches people and gets punched. And he's really fucking dope at it. You look at someone like a stand-up comic such as Joe Coy. Check out the support he gets. And then it crosses over and it bleeds into the Hawaiians. Hawaiians love Joel Koi. And that's its own mixture of people. Polynesians, Islandesians, Micronesians. But we are heavy consumers. For the Filipino side, we are huge cultural consumers and appreciators. You don't want to lose your Filipino crowd. Because if they love you, they love you hard, dude. And and with Filipinos, they were one of the first ones to embrace other ethnicities that were impoverished and racially challenged and oppressed. You cannot operate in this world without empathy and sympathy. And Filipinos were definitely displayers of empathy to other cultures and races that come from an that come from an oppressed background. Okay, so here's a little bit more of them talking about um, Filipinos and streetwear. You know, like those were like the hardcore fans and um, especially out of the Bay, obviously. Like the what, Daily what City is it, What is it about Filipinos, you think, that, that they're just up on stuff so early? And this is an interesting answer where Bobby Hundreds gives on his theory on why Filipinos are so up on things. They're literally the DJs of like every <laughs> all, every I culture, don't... like every pop culture thing like that's hot. Something about... They're breaking records and shit. There didn't seem to be um, any type of stigma associated with being into this stuff in a way of... Like, for example, the moms and dads would be in line with the kids. Mm. Right? Like... There, I forget this one kid, this guy, maybe his name was like Ralph or something. He was like a 45, 50-year-old nurse that would show up after his shift with his three kids. And, and, and that's the power of consumption and, and, and family, right? 
earlier talking about the tidal wave being a Gen Xer. I felt like we were the ones that were rebelling against the boomer, the silent generation, if they're still alive. Maybe some of the spillover from the greatest generation, right? We rebelled. We were raised by the TV. You know, so we started integrating communication to our to our kids. We started integrating that it wasn't abnormal to have an interracial relationship. Fuck, I mean, I loved... Dude, my head grew big because I couldn't get any pussy from Asian girls. But I ended up hooking up with a lot of Latin women and mixed girls. Primarily mixed Asians uh, that were recluse or recluse from being Asian but loved doing that. And they were recluse from being white and then mixed blacks. Yum, yum to you girls. My 20s and my 30s was amazing as far as for dating. But... Here's here's a little bit more on Bobby Hundreds and Dumbfounded talking about the cultural intake of Filipinos. He'd be buying as well. Yeah. And I thought that was strange at the time where I was like, that's weird. The kids are into what their dads, the dads into what the kids are into. Dude, they're so far ahead of it. Now that's how everybody thinks. I'm a dad. I'm still into this stuff. I, I'm going to be shopping with my kid right. too. But they just had no, you know, I just feel like they had less judgment around it where my parents, most other parents would be like, what are you guys doing? You're sp- wasting all this money. What, what is it about? But maybe they were just more open-minded. I can't speak for it. I'm not Filipino. A lot of people think I'm Filipino, but I can't speak for it. But they just seem much more open-minded to how the culture worked. There it is. Uh, we were so open-minded to where sometimes we pointed West so much. You know, we were quick to assimilate and integrate ourselves on another pod. I'm going to be talking about how we lost ourselves. We were so quick to be integrated into the geographic location where we were at. And here's Bobby just wrapping up. I do with Imelda Marcos and her having like the biggest sneaker collection of all time. Also, but also <laughs> Filipinos get, they, they can get lumped up with the Latinos too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just different areas. Yeah, know, they can. They're like chameleons. They are. <laughs> like they, they get in. Asians already are kind of shapeshifters. Like yeah. that's what Dave Cho and I used to always talk about. He's just like, dude, we're, we're shapeshifters. Yeah, like yeah, we'll yeah. kind of like mold anybody. Filipinos like do it the best, you know. Right, like right, they right. can really, they somehow like some of the best skateboarders. That's the best gateway Willie Santos, Asian. Like, That's the be- oh, best. The gateway, best yeah. gateway Asian <laughs> is a Filipino. So yes, a- absolutely. Hey, I'm I'm 45 and still single, girl. So if you wanna dip your water into the gateway of dirty rat, brown and yellow Asian, hey, just hit me up on social media. Plug one too. But yeah, I mean, we were just so open minded. Definitely, I think with Filipinos, we're the biggest fucking can I get a shout out culture. If you're, if you are like, let's say Channel Nine or KCBS, and you're a reporter with a microphone, if there's a Filipino there, someone's gonna fucking grab the microphone and gonna be like, "Hey, can I get a shout out to my mom in Glendale and my cousin in Eagle Rock, and also uh, my ex girlfriend who I'm still boning that lives in the San Fernando Valley." We're the biggest, can I get a shout out, folks, out of the Asian culture. You you notice even these K-pop kids, they're timid. They express themselves with their clothing, but you put put a microphone, a Filipino's going to be singing and dancing in front of that like it's fucking, they're just supposed to get paid for it. They're like, you know, balladeers. Jesus Christ. So yeah, this is just a quick pod. I'm actually going to keep it short. Um... I'm thinking 
each pod will be anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm just right at the average of where this pod is going. A lot of it is, you know, I'm also going to be talking about my COVID diary, this pandemic, how much I've suffered. And hopefully some of you can get along and find other empaths with you. Lots of talk, tunes. I can't wait to play music for you guys too. Thank you. Signing off. Asian Unfiltered on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.